0: What's up everybody? This is Pilot Boys episode 94. Today we're gonna talk about the baby. We're gonna talk about Messi going to PSG. We're gonna talk about Nas. We're gonna talk about Rihanna and our deep dive today. It's fuck networking, man. Seriously. So kick back, enjoy. The Pilot Boys are about to take off.
1: Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you'll get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha.
2: Pilot Boys in the Building, episode 94. One of my favorite years for music. Uh, Partha, favorite hip-hop album. Elmatic came out, Biggie's Ready to Die came out. It was the, the year of alternative music, which, you know, a lot of Green Day, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Vitalogy. It was just an overall great great year of music actually outcasts debut album was in 94 too so wow in a, in a good vibe with episode 94 excited to try to make this one a classic as well
0: you know in 94 my favorite rapper was the count on sesame street <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't bad he wasn't bad man he had some so, flow
2: he had some bars <laughs> <laughs>
0: that honestly i need a lot more credit in my life for being a funny guy i don't get it enough but you know we'll leave that we'll leave that as an aside as long as you think you're funny that's all that matters i think i'm fucking i'm the funniest guy alive so yeah i guess so uh news and notes we have an interesting story that's been building and honestly i have been itching to have this conversation on the pod v yeah baby man what do you think about this
2: well, let me uh, qualify it by saying that his handling of this entire situation has been terrible. Right? Um, yeah. He um, it, he made some comments, you know, some ignorant comments that um, attacked uh, the uh, the community. Right? It attacked a community, and I don't think in in two thousand twenty one there's really a place for that type of commentary right like that's that's all accepted like he shouldn't have said what he said his handling of this situation is very arrogant and ignorant however the degree to which he is being canceled is not a is not a solution that leads to the desired outcome right the desired outcome is for us to get to a point where we're not dealing with with prejudice of any level right in in mainstream media but what you need to do you have two options you can either shun somebody and this is just like going back to childhood right like it's it's many reports saying that if you if you if you criticize or you shun someone or punish them that way that you're not going to let them improve right Mm -hmm. versus educating embracing and trying to get to an understanding of why he holds those opinions, because if he holds those opinions, other people hold those opinions. And the final thing that I will say on this is context is important um, as well, and we have to understand that not everyone comes from the same place. Not everyone goes through the same process of education. Sometimes they get educated when they become adults. So overall, my position on, on this is that Cancel culture, it seems like, goes to an extreme because they enjoy the power of canceling people, the ability to cancel people. Um, but this isn't this isn't a a, a productive way uh, to improve society.
0: Wow, that was such a complete thought. And honestly, I don't think I have anything to add. I mean, it's such. It's such an interesting angle. I didn't expect you to go down the parenting kind of approach to this, yep. but that's such an interesting way to think about the growth process for individuals. And, you know, it is a great point, right? When you come from the scenario he's from, you, you lack a lot of the influences and dialogue in your upbringing to be able to have the kind of growth that many of us, right? Many of the people doing the canceling have had. Yep. And so you can't blame somebody for being a product of their environment you can only help them to see beyond their environment and see that there's a bigger world out there
2: yep yep that's facts
0: wow well i mean since we don't have any argument here it's unlikely we would anyway let's talk about our boy Messi. yeah
2: this is big news man this this is like uh Essentially, in, in soccer, to, Messi has played with Barcelona since he was a kid, like 14 years old. Um, and his leaving Barcelona is another direct impact of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, basically, the most well-known, most profitable soccer club in the world could not afford to pay Messi. And therefore had to let him go because of issues they could afford to pay him. But there's a financial fair play uh, thing going on within La Liga, which is the, sp- the Spanish soccer league um, that is trying to curb spending um, because direct result of the pandemic and profit losses um, and keeping things competitive uh, within the league. Um, but Barcelona's loss now goes to PSG's gain. PSG, of course, is the French league team that is trying really, really hard to become one of the major players in soccer, and they've fallen short many times. Um, what I'm excited about with this is you're this is you're you're bringing Neymar and Messi back together, and then you're adding Mbappe. Um, this is going to be a sight to see. They're going to run through the this the, the French league because the French league sucks. The ultimate league for, goal for PSG is to to win that Champions League uh, trophy. Um, and Messi, clearly as the best player in the world, is going to improve their odds of doing that tremendously.
0: Bro, I mean, if you just the names you just mentioned, I mean, this team is stacked. PSG. Yeah. What I like about them too is they have a really strong financial backing. And yeah, they're they doing do. a lot on the innovation front as well. Yeah, so you know, huge fan of this. I'm, I'm on the PSG wave. I, I very much have decided as a soccer fan that's the team I want to support now. As a new <laughs> soccer fan, let's say, since I have no allegiance.
2: Man, you have the you have the right to choose your team. Newbie gets to choose a new team.
0: You know, I mean, it's like getting into basketball in 2014, right? Just jump yeah. in on the Warriors bandwagon. <laughs>
2: uh you'll 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 uh, express a lot more joy uh, than tears right if you're yeah. from the
0: psg over the next few years yeah exactly but that's i mean that's interesting too the the regulation right the rule in the spanish league i think obviously there's a lot of circumstances going on but it's just another example about how when you your outcome is to make things more fair a rule that you implement can destroy the outstanding people's ability to achieve. Right. Yeah.
2: And this is deeper than that, right? Like the attachment, the fans, um, had to Messi in Barcelona and Mm -hmm. he had to Barcelona, um, and it's fans and the community. It's like, you don't want to take a pillar of the community, um, like this guy out, you know this impacted a lot of people, um, including himself. He does not really want to go finish his career in Paris. He wanted. To, he has a family. He loves Barcelona. He wants to. He wanted to stay. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just it's unfortunate that this is the reason um, that they couldn't keep him.
0: Yeah, I think it's just important when we look at all fields, even business, even you know whatever whatever you might be doing. It's like there's a lot of these well intentioned folks out there that want to do things like make a league more fair whatever the means but the path to that is not by restricting the path is usually by understanding human intention better and working to grow the teams that are lagging as opposed to restrict the teams that are doing well right like there's a lot of efforts you could do from say like a tax standpoint to help that spending be good for the other teams right it's not like there's a shortage of wealthy owners out there there's not You know, so it's like it's interesting just to see the different approaches around the world. I, obviously, these ideologies are, are very common in Spain and in the way that their government works. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just a, just an observation there.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're La Liga, which is the Spanish league, you know, you would try to figure out a way to make it work to keep the, yeah. the, the most the marketable best player, player yeah. in the world uh, in your league. But they failed to do so. It's the weirdest
0: like I can't I can't imagine anybody in that office being happy about this. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah. And it's not an it's not an unforeseen consequence either. Like this is something that very obviously would come up early. Yeah. And yeah. the owners of Barcelona would have been very vocal about this in the meetings. Yeah. Yeah. So nuts. That's what competition does. Yeah. But, you know, yeah,
2: opens a new door and creates new excitement in the world of soccer.
0: Yeah. So onward, you know, I don't even know PSG's team name, but I am a PSG fan. I think they're, are they blue? They're red, white, and blue. Sweet. Yeah. It's America's European team.
2: (laughs) You know, France's flag's colors are red, white, and blue, too. That could have something more, something.
0: Maybe a little bit. Um, LeBron owns Liverpool, right? Part of Liverpool.
2: Yes. Yeah. He's a minority. Basically, the um, this and he's also a minority owner in the Red Sox too. So basically, that same group has a stake in Liverpool.
0: As Are there well. any celebrity owners of PSG? I am not quite sure. I, do think I know they, they have, have
2: they they do have the uh brand Jordan sponsorship,
0: which is unique, mm. and it's backed by um a lot of money, Middle Eastern money. Yeah. That's what keeps p s g that's that's like what has led to its you know rise over the last year, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that they're
2: spending like this, considering how revenue has been impacted, so it's it's curious people are concerned now about what you know messi's contract that just got announced today is forty one million um euros a year, um mm-hmm. and you add that to Neymar, and they actually have to extend. Mbappe at the end of this season and what's going to be interesting to see how this plays out this might be a one-year band here because they may need to let or transfer um, Mbappe just because of finances but um, let's see how this plays out but if they win then I'm sure the ownership will say (laughs) <laughs> Let's spend the money, you know.
0: Yeah, and if they win it, it has the opportunity to turn into such a global phenomenon that you know, yeah. those jerseys are being sold all over the world. Like the fandom, it's like we talk about the Cowboys, right? We talk yeah. about, you know, um, I guess in the NBA, it was the Bulls. I don't know who it would be now, the Lakers, right? But yeah, the fandom, you literally, yeah, you literally yeah.
2: have three of probably, I would say, probably three of the top five most popular players in the world on one team. It's yeah pretty crazy
0: it's pretty nuts yeah yeah so you know onward from soccer very excited for this upcoming season in that sport and just being able to catch all of the international drama surrounding it soccer is one of those sports where the off the field is as interesting as on the field yeah yeah uh in hip-hop news you know, V, I know you were very moved by this and uh, the Omatic reference at the beginning. I, I know was a setup here, but Nas dropped an unbelievable album, King's Disease 2. You know, I, I think I, w- I would love to give you the honors here. You want to break it down, talk about the uh, significance, the moment, and just kind of the road that Nas has taken?
2: Yeah, quite frankly, like, you know, this kid's career started in 94 and out the gate to his first album pretty much universally is considered the greatest hip hop album album of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, and the thing that Nas has done consistently has shown that he's a true artist, right? Like he's pretty much released albums consistently. I think this is his 13th or 14th studio album. Um, and he's as a fan of his, right? Like I'm a huge fan of Illmatic, uh, um, a huge fan of stillmatic and um, and pretty much all of his first for it was written. Obviously that is actually um, my top top three, but he's consistently released music um, over time that has shown growth and maturity. You know, he hasn't phased out or faded out. Um, He's released some weaker projects, but he just keeps going. You know what I mean? Um, And then in addition to that, what he's accomplished outside of the studio. And this is, this is an area you probably know um, the circles that he's, he's in, in terms of private equity and getting in on the right deals and building um, a legacy, right. For as a, as what a hip hop artist can do, he's always been a really, really smart guy, perceptive guy, street smarts turned into book smarts. Um, And this album I think is his like magnum opus where it's like he's completed his journey as a human being and you hear that through the music, right? Like it's a very, very secure and confident guy. He's not looking in the past. He's not looking in the future. He's comfortable with where he's at um, and seems to really understand his purpose and then also communicate it in a really great way. And the other part of it is that I think um Hit boys production understanding how to take a take an uh, older artist and create a soundscape that a lot of younger hip-hop fans are also tuning into this album um and i think that that's that's just amazing to see the willingness to grow but stay true to self is what really stood out um for me on this album
0: yeah and you know i mean nas kind of took a page out of j cole's book here was able yeah. to blend the conscious hip hop and the wisdom that he's known for being able to to speak into a style that's understood into flows and cadences. He had a lot of triplet flow on the album. Yeah, I was surprised to hear him rap like that, but at the same time, like it just goes to show. Like I am a huge fan of all of the new artists. I love Lil Durk. Yeah. I love Lil Baby. I love all these guys. Nas rapping in their style is undebatably much better than them. Yes. It's not close.
2: Yeah, he can rap.
0: (laughs) Not close.
2: Yeah, it's not even close.
0: So this album, to me, along the lines that you were saying, is the perfect blend, just like J. Cole did with the offseason, the perfect blend of wisdom and experience and that storytelling approach that Nas takes with current sounds and current flows that make it more consumable in today's environment.
2: Yes. And that's actually long term, long for a long time, been a criticism of Nas is that yeah. he's not adaptable. Right. Um, yeah. And the thing for me that always held him back um, when I was being completely honest is his hook writing wasn't always the greatest, same issue that J. Cole has. Right. Like they're almost the same person in different eras. Um, it, to kind of see someone willing to find like change. And make an album like this and do it well shows that this dude really is potentially the GOAT, right? To be able to do that for this span of time. I think he has he has an argument. Everything that he's done, you know, outside of the recording studio too. I feel like we hear so much about Jay Z, we hear so much about Drake's moves, but Nas on the low is is killing everything. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah and he seems like I, th- I think that's part of it right moving lo- moving quiet yeah. lets you actually have a balanced life it lets you be happy yes and he's he's a mentor to many as well yep. yep yep shout out to nas man what a great project
2: appreciate you dropping that album man perfect timing
0: yeah you know um other news rihanna has become a billionaire
2: yes well-deserved
0: billionaire yeah. So does that make Rocky ASAP Rocky a trophy husband? I think it does. He's he's become the trophy now. I think it does. Yeah. He uh,
2: he found himself a sugar mama. <laughs>
0: you know the thing that's awesome here. I've I've been a fan of Rihanna. Obviously, everyone has. I haven't understood this part. Everyone's obsessed with Rihanna. Everyone has a crush on her, right? Yeah. You know, I've I've never felt that way about Rihanna, but I definitely like really enjoy her swag and her music i appreciate the confidence she brings to the table and uh her business moves i haven't been super hip to but seeing what she's done with fenty has been just like an awakening to see somebody who has such a great brand personally do it so successfully in fashion like we saw kanye do it with yeezy and that definitely broke some ground there but what what rihanna has done to me is uh, more impressive than well in again these are all people who have broken grounds so like the Kardashians what Kim has done you know what Chloe's mm-hmm. done Kylie they've all broken ground about how you build a brand and how you do it Rihanna's done it in such an effortless and cool way it's not try hard it's not fake like it's just swaggy and I have so much respect for that
2: Yeah. I mean, if you look at what Rihanna, why everyone is obsessed with Rihanna and you have the Rihanna's Navy and all that stuff is because she leads with authenticity and she leads with intentionality, right? Like if you look at her Fenty brand, she is very intentional. She's she's thought through that brand and who the target market is and how to satisfy that market. And then also like You know to contrast that her with like a kardashian right the kardashians know how to sell some sell things but no one particularly is they're not particularly appealing personalities you don't say hey i would love to hang out i I don't ever think i would love to hang out with kim k you know what i mean like yeah but rihanna just the fact that that's possible right for someone to stay true to self and build an entire brand around that authenticity should be a reminder to everyone else that that is the wave. If you want to be happy and you want to be successful, build something that's authentic to yourself. In Rihanna's case, her personality is strong enough and her image and her brand is strong enough that she's become a billionaire. Whether you become a billionaire or you become a hundred thousandaire or whatever it is, that's a much happier way way to live and quite frankly rihanna hasn't even dropped an album in a while because she hasn't felt it you know what i mean yeah. but her brand hasn't taken taken the hit that others that others have you know yeah
0: i think that's to your point the power of authenticity and mm-hmm. i think in today's day and age we've understood that people are more than just what they create so you can run a brand and be an artist and do a lot of other things but people relate to rihanna because of how she lives yes right not because of what she does what she does is cool but how she does it how she approaches life how she approaches everything is swaggy Yeah, it's confident and it like i like for a generation of women that's had not great female role models that's a great female role model
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah so super dope huge rihanna fan obviously uh, much respect, and you know, happy to see somebody make make a lot of wealth, create a lot of wealth um, through following their passions and being an individual.
2: Yes, hundred percent. Congrats, Rihanna.
0: So that might be it for news and notes today. We're gonna take a quick little break, and we will be back with our deep dive. Where I say fuck networking. Why do we do that?
1: Show the pilot Boy some love by getting some of our exclusive merch at You're listening to the Pilot Boys Podcast.
0: Hey, this is Partha. Not only am I a pilot boy, but I'm also the CEO of Lasso. I started Lasso to help people improve their movement on a daily basis. We design and create compression apparel that enables you to move confidently, recover safely, and ultimately be the best version of yourself. We use a patented compression technology that activates key ligaments and tendons to help you improve your proprioception, coordination, and balance on a daily basis. Lasso Socks were recently ranked number one by Men's Health because of how much they improve how your body works and the overall comfort, softness, and feel of the product. We're very proud of the Lasso Socks, so check them out on our website at lassogear.com or at Lasso Gear.
1: Undo Media is proud to be the production partner for the Pilot Boys. Storytelling is what they do. From video production, podcasting, and consulting, Undo Media's focus is on telling your story. Find out why four Emmys and hundreds of clients will back up why you should contact Undo Media for your next project. Look them up at UndoMedia.com.
2: Episode 94, Deep Dive. Fuck networking. Martha, I want to let you take this one because you had a passionate take on this this morning.
0: <laughs> so the way these deep dives work about half the time is that I call V at, you know, we record these at like 10 a.m. my time call them at 9:30 and I take a walk and I just rant and <laughs> usually if I'm feeling something that becomes the deep dive sometimes it goes the other way yeah if V's feeling something that becomes a deep dive but yep. uh, I think
2: we pretty we, much let whoever's more passionate about what their deep dive <laughs> thoughts are lead lead the conversation that
0: week Yeah exactly and if nobody's passionate, you guys have to listen to a shitty deep dive. <laughs>
2: Hopefully that hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. We have a lot we need to say to for ourselves, I guess. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> today's is about networking. So I've been very strongly against networking events for a very long time. Yep. And I don't like them because they end up really transactional. People flex like crazy you never get real ones out like people who are authentic never show up to networking events. Yeah. And then all of the people that do tend to only talk about work. They don't have a human side to themselves. They're very concerned with clout and measurables. They don't care about passion or a craft. They just care about how they're perceived. And uh, you know I don't I don't like that. You know what I mean? And like there's ways that I've experienced networking done well just to give the counter argument. I've experienced it with like the Forbes under 30 summits where they create a VIP section for people who have been on the list. That's a really nice way to meet people because they're already pre-qualified. Invite only dinners, you know, private parties at friends' houses who I trust that they have good taste. Um, Meeting new people in those scenarios is wonderful. But the premise of networking in general and what the tech industry has done to it makes me so frustrated because it's it's a way that most people who are getting into business approach trying to learn how to build a company. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that everyone you're going to meet at a networking event really has no understanding of what they do or how anything works. They're just posturing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think the word and the Networking is is one of those words that everyone thinks. Um, anybody who's starting to start a business, accomplish anything, move in the industry, they're like, you got to network, you got to network, you got to network. And it's like one of those terms that's thrown around that everyone is told that word and there are a hundred different definitions of it. There are a hundred different ways to do it. Um, And I think what you're pointing out is that for the most part, most of the things that are structured to help you network and most of the ways that everyone's telling you to network are not necessarily productive ways to network. And that's shown in how few people actually become successful. If it was just networking and just meeting people, then a lot more. There are a lot of people out here who are really good networkers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, but there are very few people who know how to network with purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and who are confident enough to just take their journey and not seek. I think part of networking comes from the necessity to seek outside validation too. Mm-hmm. Um, not leading with that, and you know, you and I talk about this too. Is that what what comes to you on your journey? comes to you and when it comes to you that's when you filter you don't necessarily seek um all the time and i think that's what networking does it puts you in that mindset of always feeling like you need to meet more people always feeling like someone on the outside um can help you better than you can help yourself and i think some of these things as they take hold are damaging i'm a fan of networking but through the proper lens and understanding first, understanding what you're doing with your life, right? And what your goals are, and then building a network, both personally and professionally, around those values uh, is more important than knowing a thousand, thousand billionaires, even. You know what I
0: yeah. mean? Yeah, man. I mean, I think that's exactly spot on, you know? And, and the premise that you touched on is that when you're networking, most people in that room to your point, aren't there to get better. They're there to get validated. Yes. That's like a frustrating side effect of the way the culture is built. Um, I also want to address the concept of like growth and success. And this is in my experience. So, you know, grain of salt here. But I see networking and meeting people based on what they do as a human construct yeah it's it like why should i meet somebody because their job title is similar or because they've done something similar to what i'm doing yeah that doesn't make sense to me because it doesn't have any bearing on who they are and the kind of person they are right it only has it only is what have they done and hi, like historical events That a person has been involved in still don't mean that they were responsible for those events. It just means that they were a participant in those Mm -hmm. events. That's the other thing is that you meet a lot of people who say that they did X, Y, Z. Oh, I was involved. I made Kanye's merch. I made this. I did this. Sure, you did you know what i mean or maybe it was the person you were next to who's far yeah. more qualified than you who's actually in atlanta with connie right now and that's oh, why you're on this call or at this networking event yeah. right
2: or the like, person next to the person that was next to that you yeah. interned for right so, exactly exactly everyone is everyone is is fudging the truth to make themselves look better and network and networking so that's what i found like I don't have time for them. I don't do them at all. I know you've done them to a greater degree than I have. And it's like, I'm pretty happy with the network um, that my life has developed for me without having to seek it. You know what I mean? I didn't need to go to the sports business seminar. I didn't need to go to the music business conference in, in that they charge you a thousand dollars to go to, you know, and I think a lot of these are also to be quite frank they are (laughs) capitalistic in nature, right? It's, It's it's And you go back to they're set up and structured in a way. They're set up and structured in that way specifically. People, they do not want, if you think that the system is set up to help everyone succeed, it's not. It's to try to keep as few people from reaching enormous success as possible. And how do we filter as many people out as possible so a lot of these things that you think are being set up to help you they're not being set up to help you they're set being set up to put you in a room make yourself feel insecure and also focus your energy on meeting a whole bunch of random people that you would have never met if not for the fact that this artificial completely inorganic room was created for you to meet
0: people yeah Exactly. It's just like a
2: job fair job fair is a similar thing i've always thought that those things were stupid too
0: that's why they only work for the lowest wage employees because yeah. it doesn't require personality to be able to do rote tasks yet and yep. you know to actually work with somebody or to actually you know meet somebody you're going to do business with or even have in your life it requires something greater than what we can create ourselves through literal observation of the world and connecting people like this is why I don't buy into dating apps either. Like I used yeah. to use dating apps to meet girls, but after time I realized that it's your energy that draws people in, right? It's the way that you live and you just tend to meet people that are like you. So the best networking and the only people who have actually become like true, you know, partners for me in life, like with business or personally, have been people that I've met organically, yeah. not through and You know, there is the advent of social media. It's valuable for people to be able to find you and reach out to you. And it's like cool to connect from time to time. But it's harder and harder to figure out who's real and who's fake. And it causes us all to be a lot more guarded in public and digitally. And so when I meet somebody through a close friend, my guard is dropped and I get to actually meet them for who they are and their guard is dropped too. And if it's not dropped, we usually don't hit it off.
2: Yeah, that's that's 100 percent
0: the truth, right?
2: And I think another thing to, to touch on what, 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 you were saying is like when you let your, you know, letting your guard down and, and knowing, um, who you're actually building a relationship with, right? Like you are networking to create value. You are not networking as a social contest to know as many, as many people as you possibly can. And I think, you know, it's, it's applied. I think when you look at business, it's like the most successful businesses are a small are led by a small group of people who really know each other, who really have a joint purpose and are moving in the same exact same direction. So focus more on finding. And I think you probably said this on the call, focus more on networking to find your tribe. What is, what is it you're looking for? Right? Like, There's also that aspect of it. it's not a numbers game. The fewer people that you know, the the more time you are going to have to produce, right? Like if you're not obligated socially to, if you're only obligated socially and personally to five people versus being obligated to a hundred people. That has a direct impact on your productivity. and it's it's actually impossible to have real authentic relationships with a hundred people, yeah, you know, unless you literally don't do anything the whole day
0: and to to that point, I think that growth is also very rare when you when you have so many people in your circle. Um, you usually grow by yourself. but when you have a close group, you all can grow together and push yep. each other to grow faster. and it's why. We see it in every field, right? Like there is a PayPal mafia, right? Of just like, I think it's eight folks, right? That group has been building most of Silicon Valley for the last 20, 30 years. You know, they run the tech industry, right? And it's like, why should just such a few people have so much power? It's because they decided to invest in each other and they trust Mm -hmm. each other so intimately that whatever deal they're working on, most of them are in on all of each other's deals, if not all of them, right? Yep. That's so valuable, and it's a level of trust that can't be found through networking. It comes from going through life experiences together. and yeah. that's that's the other part of it is that you can meet so many people, but if you don't trust them deeply, then there's no purpose in knowing them.
2: No, there isn't. And this is this is I think, an important school important skill in this day and age, as you said, with all of these social media and internet networking you've got linkedin you've got instagram you've got tiktok you've got twitter you've got facebook and you're encouraged on all of these platforms to network and meet new people right and there's nothing wrong with with that but i think what you need to know how to do is filter i think a lot the issue that a lot of people have is not the networking itself but knowing how to filter relationships and evaluate whether someone is genuine or or not whether someone is is of value to you um or not um I feel like a lot of people are like chasing uh like you said validation from from others versus going into this saying hey my purpose on instagram and 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 linkedin i might have a thousand friends or two thousand friends or on instagram a million followers right um but i know that for the most part the people that i'm meeting on there i'm not building that they they serve a very specific purpose and that purpose is not friendship it is not business partnership it's essentially Crates, a series of crates, what you're doing on Instagram for the most part, when you meet people, you're exchanging specific things. You're not building a relationship. And if you start trying to build a relationship through those mediums, you're just going to get caught up in the social game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, I'll say there's value from a mentorship standpoint. Mm-hmm in networking when you don't know, like early in the journey. Yeah. And all of these tools that you're mentioning would be the way to get that rolling or finding when someone's speaking somewhere and going and meeting them in person. Right. Like there's a lot you can learn by being around great people. But to your point, you have to filter at a young age your filter shit. So you're gonna make a lot of mistakes. But you have to filter even of people that are more successful from you, the ones that are like you and the ones that are not like you in personality. Like just because someone has more money than you doesn't mean you should try to be like them, mm-hmm. right? And like that's where we get tricked on Instagram or on LinkedIn or on whatever. You know, I just saw, I saw a post that somebody I know made and I'm not going to say their name, but I, I don't think they listen to this. If they do, sorry, dude. Uh, but this dude wrote a post on LinkedIn yesterday talking about how he went from being he was like, I just shut down our P.O. box. You know, this was a bittersweet moment because we just uh, we just like got to the point with our uh, with our online store where we're shipping orders every day. So now we don't need to use our P.O. box because we have a mail person at our place every day picking up orders. And he's like, these are our top sellers on our store. And I was like, bro, like, what the fuck was the point of this post? Like, did you just put this up to tell people that you're doing well? Like, yeah, cool. But nobody really gives a shit, right? Like, announce a partnership. That's that's something. Don't tell me you just closed your P.O. box. First of all, that's small as fuck. Like, I don't give a shit that you're just now shipping orders every day. You should have been doing that month one if you you want to be taken seriously. But also if that's like that type of behavior to me is the fakest shit possible because it's like oh i'm doing everything for the approval of all of these strangers on the internet and it's professionally involved folks right who are also now looking at you and saying wow this business is much smaller than i thought it was that's usually what people say when you share that shit right yeah and it's like it's not it's not good. Like what social media has done to the way we meet each other is not good. No, it's not,
2: it's not good. It's
0: not good because you are having
2: (laughs) prejudice in every relationship that changes from social media to real life based on their social media profile. You are going into that with prejudice, right? Because you've been, you're basing it completely on the perception that they've given you. Um, on social media and you don't know anything about who they are, who they are in real life, you know? And then also I think the things that people think are valuable, there's another trick, right? Like if you go on somebody's social media profile and they're writing and they have pictures in a private jet. Okay. Or they're, they're flashing their Lamborghini. Yes. Those are measures of wealth, but success, most successful people, aren't thinking about oh i need to post a picture of myself in in the jet you know what i mean like they're in the jet working you know (laughs) yeah
0: exactly bro exactly (laughs) exactly i mean that's that's the truth of the whole thing is that everything that we're trained to like think about when we're meeting people or when we're trying to grow right Mm -hmm. it's backward completely backward you have to look at ironically the only thing that we don't display to the world like who we really are and how we treat people it's the only thing we don't display it's the only thing that's important about who you're meeting Mm -hmm. you know i've met countless names that can be dropped but very few of them turned into lifelong friends or business partners right and i could I could get off on saying, oh, I know this person. I know this person at a million events. And, you know, in the past I have, which is why this is a sore topic for me. This is why I'm so strong about it because I've, I've come 180 on it. Now I'm at a place where I'm like, yo, that was fucking whack when I did go to all those networking events. Like, I was whack for being there and participating in this game, you know? Yep,
2: yep. And, that, you know, this, this gives me an opportunity to... to to go into a Muhammad Ali quote, which you know I always enjoy the opportunity to do that, <laughs> but he said, "I don't, I don't trust anyone who's nice to me but rude to the waiter, right?" Oh yeah, uh, because they would treat me the same way if I were in that position, and that's networking, right? Especially networking to get to where you're going. You'll see people suddenly treating people that they think can do something for them versus. People who they don't necessarily know how the how people start treating people differently based on what they can do for them, you know what I mean
0: honestly, that's a damn good framework, right if yep. your role in society changes and how somebody interacts with you would change based on your role changing it's not somebody you should be around
2: yep yep, yeah
0: there's an old um v c thing where Uh, I don't remember who said this, but it was like an investor who, whenever he was going to invest in a deal, would go out to dinner with his um, prospective, you know, CEO he would invest in. And he would have the, the wait staff at this restaurant intentionally mess up the order. And this was a thing he did with CEOs for a long time. And the reaction of the CEO was exactly how he knew if that was somebody he wanted to work with or not along these same lines. So if they got upset at the waiter or berated them, it's not an investment cuz that's someone who treats their team badly. You don't want to invest in someone like that. Yeah. But if they're able to say, "Hey, I actually asked for it like this. It's okay. Total misunderstanding. Do you mind bringing out XYZ version?" You know, who you actually say, "Hey, you messed up. I don't want it like this. I want it differently, but I'm not mad at you. Mistakes happen. It's okay. Do you mind yep. helping me out?"
2: Yeah. Two completely different approaches that lead to two completely different results.
0: And that's, that's like, that's the root of networking, right? Mm -hmm. We want to meet people like us, but we don't have a way to identify who's like us. And the real way is like truly being ourselves to the world. Mm -hmm. Then you attract people that are like you.
2: And just to be clear, this works both ways, right? Like there are a lot of people who are successful who look at these, these networking situations and essentially try to flex on people. You know, that's the other thing is like to, to lead into situations, trying to, to, to enforce your superiority. Like that's, that's another thing about this, these networking type of events that that frustrates me. They, they'll they'll put some one person up on a pedestal and make them feel like they're better than everyone else or most of the people in the room, and then everybody in the room is leading with that insecurity as they approach them, and the other side has a power complex that they shouldn't have. Right.
0: That's a great point, and I experience it mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Whenever I do a speaking event. Bro, and I got to be honest, it's fucking exhilarating. Yeah. It's like the high, it's a high, it's like a drug high. Yeah. To be on stage or in front of hundreds of people, be told that you're important, that your voice is important, that your mind is important, and to have all of those people completely lose their shit around you, right? Yeah. It's intoxicating. Yeah. That's the exact reason you should avoid the shit out of it. (laughs)
2: yeah yeah unless you're creating unless you're doing it with a purpose right yeah like it's unless there's a purpose behind it but if you're just speaking to reiterate what you've already done to 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 gain fans it's like okay well maybe you should have went into the music industry then you know if if that's what you're where your priorities lie right
0: yeah i mean that's the truth right like that's where you see it you know, networking and entertainment is something that's new since I came to L.A. Yeah. Entertainment is the most extreme case of this, like entertainment and fashion. Like there's so much scarcity mentality because the markets are smaller that these folks legitimately feel that they have to prove at all times that they're the coolest person or the next new thing.
2: Yeah.
0: It's yep. a long lot, man. It's a lot to be around.
2: And this the way those industries are structured in terms of power, right? It's like it's really, really poor. <laughs> if you <laughs> were if they had an h r department in the entertainment and uh, music industries, they would be failing, right? Yeah. Like it really is a, a, a whole bunch of like, power dynamics that you keep going up. You kiss one person's ass till you get to that person's position. Then you kiss the next person's ass and you just keep going and going and going. Um, it's very, it's, it's not a great way to live. And you're kind you see, you hear like people in LA lead with who they're connected to or what they do. It's not, well, I'm from, I'm from here. This is what I, I do for a living. They lead with their relationships and who they know. And who they're connected to, and it's very strange to me that culture out there meeting people is very, very strange to me. Um, And it's like I, like you said, knowing what to value. It's like that's why I don't spend a lot of time out there. You know.
0: Yeah, I think the the trade off too is like if you show up to the event in entertainment, you know, there's photos being taken, you know that there's a recap being posted, and you understand that. You being there and having these shallow interactions with folks is better for everybody that's there from yep. a business standpoint, right? Yep. There's a context there that makes a ton of sense to me in entertainment because yep. affiliation is everything. When you take that into more tech, venture, etc., you're getting folks that haven't necessarily built a business before right and like this is probably how artists feel with with label execs like yo you've never been an artist like who the fuck are you to tell me what song is good and what isn't and what should come out and what doesn't right and it's like it's the same thing with vcs like who are you to decide what company gets invested what doesn't if you've never built one before or how they should be built you know you can't read a book and understand how to operate a machine you have to operate a machine to learn how to operate a machine you know so it's like there's, um, there's a lot that gets translated where you get a lot of folks in power positions, especially you'll see it with venture capitalists a lot. Never like the main ones, never like the really good ones. But most of the ones that want to be like the very good ones just need to tell you that they manage money and they're investing or whatever. And they love the power dynamic. They love to see the young founders freak out and completely sell out to try and win their favor or, like, build a relationship. Yeah. And it's just, it's not real. And in this, at the same time, they're soliciting the behavior we just talked about, which is, like, these people are changing how they behave because of your role, right? Like, do you actually want that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, another thing that, that creeps me out about that world, right, is these, especially in Silicon Valley, <laughs> is these, like, prestigious accelerator programs right and it's like (laughs) i just look at it and say people are really with their chest out saying i'm in the y combinator accelerator or whatever this this nonsense is and it's like (laughs) an accelerator is anyone that's giving you funding you better know what to do with figure out what to do with your business right
0: that's the reality Uh, is the most confident person in those rooms is the one who paid for the ticket to walk in
2: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It doesn't Uh, make sense. It doesn't make sense, man. It doesn't make sense.
0: God, it's just it's a complex that's so thick. And you know, maybe (laughs) I'll get flack for this, but honestly, I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter.
2: You know what and this is something that's probably gonna get me in trouble. This structure is set up for to make a whole bunch of people feel like they're moving somewhere in life whether yeah. they are or not yeah and what they're hoping is more people than not get caught up in the matrix and start believing and, and 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 smell not smelling their own shit and starting to believe these things like i know people who've been through these accelerator programs that i've never heard of heard from or <laughs> doesn't matter what accelerator program it does not guarantee your success yeah you know
0: that's the thing i mean there's a lot of really shitty founders there's a lot of really shitty investors and there's a lot of folks who just tread water and act like they're going somewhere and they don't like just to your point there's a guy i remember from atlanta who was always running an accelerator program he yeah. ever ran a business just for some reason people he had let him yeah had the <laughs> skills to help people start businesses i guess but None of the businesses he helped start exist anymore. So smells like, it smells
2: a little bit like Bernie Madoff tech, 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 tech. Edition. That's
0: the real shit. This is so common. <laughs> it's so common. You know, there's a I mean, I'm not going to talk shit because there are some people that do it well, but most people don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just like trying to put themselves in a position of power and prestige. Yep. It's the same yep. in music. Like how many people, you know, in, in the music industry that always have an album about to come out and never comes out?
2: It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: It's just you can posture, you can signal, you can act like it, but after a few years people catch on and they're like, "Oh, shit, like this guy doesn't do anything. He just talks about it."
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the, if you look at the record industry, it is completely inter- again goes back to what I'm talking about in terms of you know, they don't want you to win, you know. Yeah. DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled says this. They don't want you to win. You know,
1: yeah, it's so and, true.
2: And if once you, if you look at how the label business is structured, they sign a lot of. You would think that once you sign an artist, you would want to put their music out, right? <laughs> but that's not true. It's we sign all these artists, and then we dictate the handful of artists that we know that we can make the most money off of, that are, are most in tune with letting our writers write their songs, our in-house producers produce their beats and creating the system in which they're eating completely off of everything that's going on. And those artists will get their albums put out, but it's not based on who's the most talented. It's based on who can get the best return for the record label. Right. And then you have the artists who are all signing into this, this thing because being signed is like validation, whether or not it's true or not. Artists who get signed feel like they've been validated to a degree. and But that validation doesn't mean anything. If you never get an album put out, they never they never give you the proper resources to succeed. You're putting all the control in their hands and you're letting them dictate it. And to be successful within that sphere, you still have to do the same things that you probably would have had to do if you were an independent artist. And your return isn't the
0: same, right? Yeah. You essentially just yeah. care
2: more. You're showing you prioritize fame more than impact and success.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that isn't that like the the motto of the world right now, right? It's yeah. fame is far more important to people than anything else.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: I'm happy to see a lot of these Gen Z kids, like the TikTokers, et cetera, building venture funds and getting into real businesses building brands but uh even in that community a lot of it is ego driven and ego led so even though you have the ability to build successful businesses if you're still a shitty person like nobody wants to work with you nobody wants to do business with you
2: the thing that i this is one of the like things that when i see from people i immediately say they're inauthentic Mm -hmm. right like i'm a fan of hearing about uh, someone who's figured out YouTube or Instagram and knows how to turn that into a business and is successful. But what frustrates me is that once they be quote unquote become successful, they spend all their time and I see all these ads them trying to sell me and everyone else. Hey, I will help you get here too for forty nine ninety nine, and it's <laughs> like, okay, you I. For me, it immediately says that they're inauthentic. I don't fault anyone for trying to make money, but I, I think you understand what I'm saying in terms of like the evaluation of that person. They yeah. didn't necessarily do it for any reason except to prove that they could get these numbers and they're selling the numbers versus whatever it is the reason that they actually became famous on YouTube or Instagram, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you know, you know, man, like, I, another pet peeve I have is like those types of folks like to to price knowledge, right? Like, yeah. in my opinion, knowledge should always be free. yeah It's the creation you make with that knowledge. So like, if you're really that good at what you do, then partner with somebody and do it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have them front it financially and do it again. Yep. Hire I mean, a team, build a business. But if you're just selling information to people, it's a scam. Yep. Just It just doesn't add up to me, bro, like the way in which this world works.
2: And you know this, like our most, none of the most valuable mentors we've had in either one of our lives has ever priced their knowledge to us. Ever. No. They give it for free because they're so secure in who they are. It's it's everyone else that tries to price, put a price on their knowledge. If you're secure in what you do, then be secure in what you do and and help people. Absolutely absolutely there's more that's that scarcity mindset we talk about there's more than enough for everyone if people would just start believing that you know yeah
0: yeah exactly right (laughs) What? what and we got here from networking but it's all tied together right like essentially like networking events are a byproduct of inauthentic people that's the Mm -hmm. reality of it because to even put together a networking event you would be measuring people based on what they do unless you're doing a social event which yep. is the opposite, which is people you like, right? Yeah, everything think, is better than that situation.
2: And I think that's what you know. Going back to two weeks ago, the the last event that we we did in L.A. That's an example of that, right?
0: It's a like, social event.
2: It's a it's a social event with a purpose. Like everyone that was there was secure in who they were or had something going on with their lives, but it made the event more fun because it wasn't. Uh, putting a bunch of people highly successful people in a room and saying hey talk to each other it was like talk to each other about business it was hey put a whole bunch of successful people and just 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 associate and speak to each other in a social setting versus leading with whatever it is that you freaking do
0: yeah like Uh, let's have some fun yeah right (laughs) i mean and it's it's experiences that bond people as well like uh, looking back on the event you know i was just texting um um a couple of the folks that I met, I had never met the girls that worked at NASA and SpaceX before. Yeah. But I was just texting them to organize like a group dinner. Right. And these are friends I never would have had, but because we partied together, we drank together, we smoked together, we shot photos together. I had so much fun with them. I wanted to hang out again. Right. Like that's how shit works. You know? Yeah. It's not. Then if somebody's like in, if I meet somebody who's like, I don't know, in space that they're trying to work with or something. That's where those connections happen. But yep. outside of that, it just, it's not worth it.
2: Yep. And to qualify part of the statement, those who were working in that they smoked with us, but they were not smoking.
0: Right, right. Yes. For sure.
2: <laughs> just wanted but to you, keep that the, context. I, don't wanna... I
0: mean, that's the, that's the whole thing though, right? Is like, engage in the social experience right be a part of the vibe in some way right doesn't you don't
2: have to partake in everything everyone in everything. do you do you if you don't drink you can still be a part yeah. of a party and there if were you...
0: people there not drinking there were a lot of people not drinking yep. yep dude i mean like to me it's so it life is so simple when you stop worrying about what people do and just start worrying about yourself mm-hmm. that's what uh what is that who's that rapper uh it's bryce no yeah bryson tiller he says uh you should worry about yourself in his song self made where he's talking about his success and stuff he's like don't worry about me worry about yourself right like don't ask me what i do don't ask me like who i fuck with or like what my circle is like yeah worry about yourself like we're all here let's talk about what's going on right yeah let's make jokes let's bullshit like i'll ask you questions and learn about you like my first question is always where you from not what you do i don't give a shit what you do Exactly. Yeah, where you're from tells me how you how you interact with people.
2: I actually feel awkward asking someone what they do. Dude, it's a
0: weird question. <laughs> it's such a weird question. Like, for money? It's like, yeah, It's like why are you it, asking me that? It,
2: if I ask that question, it
0: throws it throws
2: my entire vibe off.
0: You right? got asked that question and gave the legendary fuck you response. You gave <laughs> the uh you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Was that's the uh, yeah i mean it is true but it's also like hey like that's not what i'm here for right exactly yeah exactly i'm here if you want to talk to me get to know me yeah. and then it's like that it's funny because that response is only necessary for someone who's measuring you up based on what you do yeah that's yeah. and that's really what's going on yeah, and you get
2: a vibe for that when you interacted with enough people, you know, you know why people ask certain questions. Yeah. You Sometimes
0: know. you can say, What what industry are you in? Mm-hmm. What field do you work in? Yeah. That's interesting.
2: But it's just just have the conversation that, that's being had. Just interact. And that's that's the thing. It's like most of the conversations that I've met people that are are of value had nothing to do with what, what we do it's like well, it was just a general conversation about general things that allow me to get insight into how they view the world how they think on things and say are okay are these people in line with me i get that way more than when i when i lead with hey what do you do for a living
0: yeah you know yeah and usually when you start there you get you get the real relationship where then when you go home you can look that person up and see what they do for a living Right. Like, you don't need to ask something you can find on the internet. No, you don't. But you're not going to find out the personal stuff. No, you're not. Unless you're in person. And that's where true bonds are built.
2: Yeah, it is. It is.
0: I'll say this too. Like, the deepest connections I have come from parties, come from social events. Like, there's people I've had nights with that are just like, so memorable like huge parties lots of just traveling around a city bouncing from place to place you know like catching up with people meeting a ton of people but like keeping a tight crew of people together through an experience and it's like wow like those people become friends for life it just Mm -hmm. really goes like that yeah and to me like that's not a function of What they do, because most of those people don't work in my space, but I call them the most for advice,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because it's human advice that we typically need. We don't need technical advice. I don't need anyone to tell me like how to optimize ROAS on a Facebook ad. You know what I mean? Like
2: (laughs) you can Google that. Yeah, (laughs)
0: that's a that's the nature of it. Is that we spend so much time focused on things we can Google when we interact with people that we miss out on everything. Like it's like everything that you can't Google, right? Right it's like we think the whole world is like that it's like this work complex of like what job do you have how much money do you make that's all most of the world is conditioned to think that that's the only thing that matters what party what political party of you are you a part of and it's like all that shit you can just put it in a little ball and you can just throw it in the trash because none of it matters no it doesn't man so on that note fuck networking
2: (sighs) yeah instead of going to your next red networking event spend that money on a book which costs you a lot less and you'll learn a lot more from
0: <laughs> yeah or dude like put some gas in your tank and take a little road trip by yourself
2: yeah those are the best
0: yeah those do best. something that's like for you yeah
2: be comfortable by yourself yes yeah. that's,
0: that's kind of the takeaway
2: that's the that's the real takeaway and that's the takeaway <laughs> damn and with that we're out i did another episode we went that we went everywhere with this deep dive man but hopefully you guys uh, you guys appreciated
0: our rant (laughs) (laughs) stepping off the soapbox (laughs) always
2: remember to stay moving be you you is fly pilot boys out